Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast, Kevin Acey. I'm in Arizona. Oh my goodness, Jay, it's almost over. This this run of, uh, of being on the road, and I'm not even sure how how many times uh, I've been home, and the Padres have been home in the last month. But Jay Posner, Sports Editor of the Union Tribune, Padres uh, playing the Arizona Diamondbacks, the first place Arizona Diamondbacks for four games here in Arizona. Jay, it's it's sort of up to the Padres, or at least partially up to the Padres, whether they're going to play two. National League West leaders in a row. <laughs> that is very true. The uh, <laughs> the West race is quite tight, not at the bottom where, unfortunately, the Padres <laughs> rest, but at the top, Arizona, after losing last night, now lost five out of six. They are only a half game ahead of the Dodgers. Padres play four with the Diamondbacks in the great indoors of Phoenix, <laughs> fortunately for you and for them. <laughs> Uh, it's supposed to be hot here for the next couple of days, but it's yeah. not hot here when it's compared with Phoenix, which is just another world. Uh, and then the Dodgers come in for three games, the team chasing the Diamondbacks. So, half game back, right? Uh, just a half game back oh. right now. Um, Arizona's had a weird season. They were great at the beginning, I think like 20 and 8 the first month or so. Then they went 8 and 19 in May, and then they had this great 21-8 and eight stretch. Got them, they were all cruising along, and now in the last week, they've, they've lost five of six, but um, you know, the Padres have been healing, healing teams lately and also making <laughs> other teams look better. This is, this is not a good stretch for the, uh, for the local club, is it, right now? Lost uh, 13 of 16, if I haven't gotten my numbers jumbled. Uh, and, and it really is the same thing. This uh, two or three or four straight podcasts is not getting on base, and when they do, not getting those guys home. The numbers, we don't need to rehash them, but they are absolutely abysmal. They they just keep going down a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that stretch on uh, what, I guess it was Tuesday evening, where the first uh, inning they had first and third and nobody out and couldn't score. Um, for some reason, they were Manny Margot was trying to steal second base with a runner on third and one out, which I didn't quite yeah. get that one. You know, here's the interesting thing on that, Jay. I know you want to talk uh, rehash uh, and, and really dive into the futility of this offense. No, no, we don't. Yes, yeah, exactly. Manny Margot stealing um, with a runner on third base, what uh, one out at that point? Eric right. Hosmer and, and Will Myers would probably got back to back. I guess uh, Eric had, had already struck out. Um, so man, the deal here is this is emblematic. It's one of the uh, the illustrative things of, of the Padres, without saying it, punting on 2018 and saying, hey, we want Manny to learn how to run the bases. So he's got a green light there. Manny has to figure out in real time how to read the pitcher, how to read the situation. And, and so again and again, that's the explanation for – a lot of the times when Manny Margot screws up on the bases. Manny's getting on base a lot more and then screwing up right, uh, right. <laughs> once he's there. And it's like, so how do you feel about that, Jay? Like, hey, we feel like Manny's going to figure it out, but we need to let him screw up to figure it out. I, I guess it, when you explain it like that, it makes more sense. But I, I guess it's hard <laughs> for me, and, and I've been watching baseball for a lot longer than Manny Margot's been alive, uh, let alone playing baseball, but it's hard for me to to sit there and think, how does anybody think that's a good idea yeah. to to run in that situation? But again, I, I guess obviously he did, and probably others do as well. And you know, if he makes it, everybody's oh great, he stole. But the the Padres, I, and 
I don't. I haven't looked at their stolen base numbers relative to the rest of the league, but they 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 don't seem to be. I'm sure they're not at the top of the league in in, in terms of stolen base percentage, uh, but they do get a lot of guys thrown out. Seems that they get guys thrown out on the bases, and maybe it's the learning process. But at the same time, you know these guys have been playing base have been playing professional baseball, whether it's at the major league level or a different level, for several years now. And I, I don't know. I guess I just have higher standards or higher expectations. Well, yes, you should. And, and, and higher I, expectations and, as well as higher standards for, uh, you know, for that. But I, again, this is a learning situation, and that's not mm-hmm. the worst thing that happened during this week. I mean, two innings <laughs> later, they had the bases loaded, nobody out, yeah. and didn't score. Um, but it, it is one of those things where you would you would hope that. That kind of stuff is already is already learned, and you know we could get into a whole argument about how much the major league coaching staff makes a difference. I mean, once these guys get to the big leagues, you know, shouldn't they know how to play? Shouldn't Travis Jankowski know how to bunt? You know, so that yesterday he doesn't pop up a bunt in a crucial situation. Uh, yes, and, and of all the people, and right? By the way, the, well, we're going to hear from Travis later in the podcast, um, talking about uh, his sort of you know uh, swings uh, right. in, in, in uh, his results on uh, their good lately for the most part. Over four yesterday with that you know terrible pop out on the bunt, um, but Travis has been a pretty good bunter. But you know mistakes do happen. But but yes, that was awful. Um, yeah. Jay, uh, Manny, by the way, is six for thirteen stealing bases. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's just good for. <laughs> Somebody and and Manny, he should, he should never be six for thirteen. I mean, he should. <laughs> uh, that's just he's he's got too much ability to be six for thirteen. So I'm not, and I don't think he was. Uh, he certainly wasn't sub five hundred last year. I don't believe, but um, I, I don't have the I don't have the book in front of me. But that, so Jay, that that's just one of those things. Again, it, it it if if this is a learning year, then then hopefully he's learning something. But you know, you would also like to see at some point that that they have learned something. And guys have learned something, and and maybe maybe they have, and it's just not showing up in terms of of runs run production at this point. Um, and you know what else? It's a learning experience for the coaches too, in that eventually <clears throat> they don't give Manuel Margot the green light. You know, they say, "Look, guys, got all the speed in the world, but but it's just not translating to to stealing bases," which you know sometimes it doesn't. Right, and right. and we're going to have to have the reins on this guy, and that that's what this you know getting to know their personnel. Uh, is about and 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 it is a process and I do believe well I know that they believe at some point as they have revamped their minor league system yes through organizational philosophy through the you know teaching that by the time guys get to the major leagues they know how to do things they know how the team wants to do things look the fact is that's not the case with a lot of them right now they are learning at the major league level that's who the Padres are right and one thing I want to point out and and we'll get into who the Padres all-star should be because they have to have one um and actually they do have one very deserving candidate whether he gets picked or not I don't know but um I I was looking up some numbers for Arizona you know they are they are last in the National League in batting average they're 13th in on base percentage, 13th in strikeouts, 12th in slugging percentage, but they are sixth in scoring runs. Um, so they are they are making something out of nothing, basically. Um, and it, it you know I guess some of that comes down to having guys like you know Paul Goldschmidt has 19 home runs. He's back to being Paul uh-huh. Goldschmidt. Uh, David Peralta has 15 home runs. They've got AJ Pollock back in the lineup now. Um, uh-huh. So they they have some really they have some really good players and. You know, 
that, so that's a good thing. And they also lead the league in ERA. So whatever production we've not seen from the Padres, it's not going to be easy this weekend, although they are going to miss, um, well, Buckholz is on the DL and Patrick Corbin pitched last night. So they won't have to see two of Arizona's better pitchers. But the, the Diamondbacks. No, the next two pitchers. Pardon? In uh, Shelby Miller and Zach Godley are guys. I mean, Shelby Miller coming back from uh, Tommy right. John, and Zach Godley's been struggling, uh, you know, before they get into Robbie Ray and, and Zach Granke. Um, but the, this is the next two games, probably the time for the Padres to jump on it. You bring up Goldschmidt, Pollock, those two guys at different times have carried the Padres, and they don't have a guy like that, and we've talked about that before. Right. I mean, carried the Diamondbacks, and yeah. the Padres don't have a guy like that. Well, I mean, they do have a guy who they paid $144 million <laughs> to that is supposed to be a guy to kind of carry them. But I, I, I would say at this point, I mean, Hosmer's obviously in one of those funks right now. But, hmm. Um, hmm. you know, his his season numbers, and, and that can, we can sort of transition into the all-star situation Let's now because we will find out on Sunday who the Padres' representative is. And, you know, at one point, I think earlier, probably earlier in June, you could have made a case that Hosmer – could have sort of squeaked in there among first basemen, at least sure. because the Padres need to have a guy, and he is a name. But you look at his numbers now, and he's way down at the bottom in terms of, mm. of you know home runs, OPS, all that sort of thing. And guys like Freddie Freeman and Goldschmidt and Belt and Votto yeah. and Bellinger, I mean, those, those guys are all, you know, are all having much better seasons um, yeah. than than Hosmer, and and you know, and so you have to toss Hosmer out. Um, Villanueva at some point, maybe, but other than his 17 home runs, I don't see how he fits in at third base. Do you? I, I, I don't. I mean, and I'm trying not to factor in the market and, and, and all that stuff, you know, not saying that he's just not going to be on the radar uh, in terms of uh, being the pick, you know. Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I'd, no. <laughs> no. So I mean, it really. Sorry, I, I, gosh, that was like a that was like a Philip Rivers no. Yeah, I wanted exactly. To say yes, but it's no. <laughs> so it really comes down to one of the two relievers, doesn't it? Yes. So it who, does, and I hope that when you say that they do have a guy who's deserving, I hope it's the guy that I think it is. Well, I, I would hope that it is too, and the guy I think who's deserving of it is Kirby Yates. There you um, go. Who I mean, I looked at you know just to make sure I had his numbers. Looked him up again this morning, and he has the best. Uh, the best ERA, the best WHIP, the best opponent's batting average of any relievers with at least 16 innings in the National uh, League. I think he's pitched 34 innings. Um, yeah, and he hasn't allowed a run since May 31st, and that's I mean that's 12 games. I mean that right, right, and three run know. three runs all season. So I mean Brad Hand has the save numbers uh, with you know tied for second yeah. with with 23. It's it's funny the guy who's ahead of him, Wade Davis, has also blown four saves like Hand has and has a higher ERA than than Hand and I, I mean I think Look, I understand Hand would about certainly saves and all this. What's and that? I, I understand about saves and I don't want to give too much to what Brad Hand has done over his past five innings, which is, you know, abysmal obviously. But you know, Kirby Yates pitches in high leverage situations too, Jay. And, right, and that's I, what I, mean, I was, I'll be right, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, that Hand is has the numbers and he does have the high leverage and he has pitched well and I don't think that you could say it's a joke of any kind if Brad Hand makes the All-Star no. team this year. But I just think, you know, and you've watched obviously more than even I have this year, just seems like Kirby Yates has been the standout yeah. in the first half, uh, along with A.J. Ellis, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's lazy, I don't is what think I think it is, there. if it's Brad Hand. Yeah, I, think it's I, a lazy I would agree pick. with that. Or or I haven't looked at the roster uh, or uh, to see if they need, you know, if they need left-handers more than right-handers, and it's, you know, it's that kind of situation. But I don't think you should pick All-Stars Based on that, I think it should be 
for the guys who are, are deserving. And I think at this point in this season, the way the all-star teams are selected, I, I would go with Kirby Yates right now. Amen to that. I can't believe it. That I mean, another one of those where you have to reassess everything that's right and wrong about your life is when I agree with you. Jay. I know how that hurts you, but uh, this was maybe that's just how obvious this is. And also, golly, a little bit how sad because look, we both just professed a, a deep admiration of Kirby Yates, but we are also professing that the setup man for the Padres is their all star. Right. That's kind of right. sad. Yeah. So. The guy who I wish was the all-star, I wish I could find in, in, in some way to do it, uh, would be Travis Jankowski, uh, the Padres' uh, utility outfielder, the Padres' at times super leadoff man. Um, went through a, a little bit of a rough stretch in June, but uh, even after going 0-4 for 4 on Wednesday against the A's with that aforementioned uh, pop bunt uh, that ruined one of their scoring uh, opportunities, still 400 uh on-base percentage over the past 13 games. That's something like 40 plate appearances. I mean, the guy's getting on base again. And here is Travis Jankowski. I talked to him, uh, I believe it was on Tuesday. Uh, interesting stuff about how he kind of, you know, pulled out of it, you know, and also why it's so dang important for him to be good. Travis, we talked an awful lot when you first came up and you were hot. It was easier to talk to you then. Um, <laughs> you have worked your way through a few things uh, up here in the majors, and I just, you kind of, you know, for a week, seem to have uh, been one of those stretches right now where you are seeing the ball really well. What, what has happened? Um, yeah, so started off hot, uh, came out with seeing the ball really well, um, kind of carried over the success I had in AAA up to the big leagues, and then the little cold spell there for two weeks. And, um, you know, honestly, I was still seeing the ball really well. Um, the biggest thing I noticed with myself is that I was chasing the hit instead of letting the bats play out. Um, and kind of the way that looks for me is swinging at a pitch early in the zone that's a strike, but not something I'm looking for. Um, tending to get out of my approach and really being stubborn in that approach and, and locking in on it. And, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, probably, you know, 10 days ago, I said, you know, I'm getting back to my approach where I do good. And the numbers, you know, have come back. So it's it's one of those things that it's it's frustrating because it's all on the mental side. And I know I can't control that. And, um, you know, when it's physical, you make adjustments and stuff like that. But when it's mental, it's such an easy fix. And it's so easy to get out of it. And it's, it's frustrating when you get out of it. Yeah, that's why I started the way I did is because, like, you were so sold on staying with your approach. And it worked for, what, month, month and a half, right? And then there was that two weeks or so of the cold spell. I know how hard it is at this level, man. But how do you get out of it when it's been working? Like, why, Travis? Why? <laughs> um, if, if I had the answer, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't lose it. So um, neither, neither would anyone else, Travis. You're not the only one. I think. Yeah, I think honestly, the biggest thing is just. Um, so obviously, you know that word travels quick. Pitchers adapt in, in the major leagues quicker than anything and in, in, in any other occupation. So um, you kind of want to combat that in ways that you can. And I think I was trying to almost over-combat it with, um, you know, getting out of what I know I do best. And, um, yeah, once you see that average start to go down, man, it's tough not to think, I, I need hits. You know, I need hits. I want to stay here. I want to be successful up here. I want to get on base. I want to get my hits. And um, I just kind of went through a little spiral there. Um, and... Uh, Honestly, it was kind of myself who realized it. Um, I was talking with Spangenberg quite a bit about it, and I was like, dude, I'm just chasing this hit too much. 
and we were talking about it, and we just came to the conclusion that, you know, just let the at-bats play out. Sometimes you, you get a good pitch to hit, and you put a good swing on it, and they catch it. Sometimes you don't get a good pitch to hit, and you just tip your cap to the pitcher that at-bat, and, you know, hopefully you get one the next at-bat. But um, it's just one of those things that you really just got to stay stubborn, man. You mentioned Spangenberg. You meant, mentioned wanting to stay here throughout various times of talking to you, Hunter, uh, Corey, over the last couple months. Something will slip in there like that, and I think... Without a doubt, all of you are aware of the situation here where this season is about kind of just finding who's going to stick here, right? Yeah, yeah, this is, um, shoot, I would say this season and uh, probably this next few weeks here could could be a, uh, a big time for, you know, the Padres organization to make decisions on who stays, who goes, who's part of the long-term plans with the trade deadline coming up. So um, I've been vocal about this. I love San Diego. I want to stay here for the rest of my career. I love everything about it. I think, uh, you know, this clubhouse, this organization is on the right track and um, great support from the fans. So I'm, I'm doing all I can to stay here, and I want to be here for a long time. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, of course. Travis Jankowski is just uh, a fantastic human, but also very honest about uh, things. And that, as a, as a guy who reports on the team, you, you just value that, Jay. No, I think you're always looking for that, and his, com- <laughs> his, his comments about the 40-man roster uh, yeah. are very interesting because, as, as you've written several times this year, the, the Padres are going to face a lot of decisions after this season about who stays in, uh, on that 40-man roster because there are some, some real quality players that need to be promoted uh, it's onto far the more roster, and Jankowski's one of those guys that is, is yeah. on the bubble, you'd have to say. It's far more interesting um, <laughs> than what happens at the trade deadline. It, it just is. I mean, these guys—they have so many moves they need to make with an eye toward the future. Um, now, that's not to say they couldn't work something. Yates, Hand, Tyson Ross uh, here in in before January, sorry, July thirty first. Um, but we're, what we're talking about is stuff that does happen uh, between October and January that is going to shape the roster for the future. And I, I believe there will be some some big names moved. I'm not going to rule out, you know, Will Myers. Uh, Hunter Renfro. I'm not saying those guys are going or they should. I'm just telling you that there's a lot of roster manipulation that has to happen. Right, and I, I don't think there's too many untouchable folks on the uh, no. forty man on the forty man right now, um, or yeah. not maybe and certainly not on the twenty five man. Um, no, maybe a couple more on the forty man, but uh, not so much not so much on the major league roster. And you know, this is one of those situations where we're going to find out over the next you know week and a half a little bit more about this team, four games with the Diamondbacks, three with the Dodgers, four with the Cubs. That's, you know, 11 straight games um, against three pretty good teams as we go into the all-star break. So I, you know, we could see anything. I mean, I, I'd I'd be shocked if we saw nine and two, uh, but you hope you don't see two and nine as well. But uh, we will uh, catch up with you again, Kevin, on Monday. Yes. Back in town for a whole Basically a week and a half even, counting, week and a half. counting the All-Star break before another long trip uh, yep. after that for, uh, for you. But uh, enjoy, your, enjoy your weekend, stay in the air conditioning, and we will uh, see you back in town on Monday. Very good stuff, Jay Posner. Thank you very much.